Hey, welcome to another episode of the Relax Just Love podcast, vegan edition. I have the pleasure to be virtually sitting with Alex March. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. I'm really looking forward to what we're going to talk about. How are you? Uh, I'm always good. I'm always, good. always good. Um, so quick intro. You, you are a physical empath. And of course, you're a vegan athlete, but like I told you, there's no way you'd be on this podcast if you weren't vegan. <laughs> and, but I think the reason I contacted you is because you're a martial artist at a heart. Yes. This is your, you're part of my favorite people. <laughs> and you're part of mine. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing like punching somebody in the face. No, elbows. <laughs> elbows. Oh, right. Yeah. The only jujitsu I do is one of my buddies. We do uh, no gi and we yeah. train with gloves, elbow pads. Oh, so I, you're heavy in the MMA. You're doing up kicks and shit. Oh, yeah. I'm a Muay Thai guy. I'm a striker. I've yeah. always been a striker. I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu with my buddy because if I ever get to the ground, if somehow I get sucker punched, because that has happened in the past, I got yeah. sucker punched, fell to the ground. Somebody falls on top of you. I reversed him and I elbowed him. It's fine. I just, this is all I want. Yeah. So why yeah, do you do it? Why do you do jujitsu? Well, <laughs> so, do you want like my martial arts history or just jujitsu? Is it just because you like hugging sweaty men? Is that what it is? You know, I've been single <laughs> for a while. And I figured it was the only way to get my fulfillment of oxytocin. Um, nice. Sometimes when someone takes me from the back, I just lay there a little bit because I feel like I'm being hugged. You, you know what you I enjoy mean? it. You enjoy yeah. it. Nice. Yeah, but other than that, I really like when they tap when I'm choking them because I'm really tiny and they don't, you know, think that I'm as strong as I am. But no, so I started. My father started jiu-jitsu in the '90s with Henzo Gracie in Jersey when he first came over here. It was at a firehouse in this town, Middletown, New Jersey. So I was always doing it with my dad when I was little wrestling with him, but he put me in Taekwondo, um, which, you know, responsibly for a four-year-old, that's what you should be doing. You know, it teaches discipline and technique yeah. from there. I bridged into the Muay Thai, into the Dutch boxing, into the regular boxing <clears throat> and into Krav Maga. As a teenager, as I was, you know, continuing all these arts and having a lot of fun with them, um, I started doing jujitsu. So I was about 14, 15 years old. Um, and then I had that thing happen that is very much coming out right now. I was sexually assaulted through jujitsu. I swore it off forever. I was like, there is no fucking way I'm ever going back into something like that. Um, it just, it scared me to be that vulnerable. And like, yeah. you're, it just terrible situation. So years went by and I continued other avenues of other martial arts and I found myself, well, I started, I got engaged. He was very abusive and controlling. He made me stop everything, um, left him, had a sabbatical for a few years, but then got back into it. Um, I started doing Hapkido, which is yep. essentially Korean jujitsu, um, I became a high-ranking black belt in Hapkido. Um, and then, you know, I, I hit this point in my life where I was like, you know what? I need more. And from there, I was like, you know what? I'm taking my power back. 
like, you know, I'm in my 30s now. I'm taking my power back. I'm getting back into jujitsu because for me, um, that wasn't my first sexual assault in my life. Sadly, um, another thing had happened to me throughout the years and I couldn't protect myself and I couldn't defend myself. So I was like, you know what, fuck this. And found a safe place, got back into it. And from there, you know, I, I was doing judo before that, which judo is definitely, I love judo. Um, and yeah, so I've been doing it now six, seven, eight months. I definitely prefer nogi because <laughs> it's Same more, here. it's more primal for me. Yeah, um, agreed. But I do, I do gi as well. I like to have both kind of you know, under my belt, one is more of a sport for me. One is more survival, if that can make sense. Yep, it does. So yeah, that's, that's me in jujitsu. I love that aspect. Every single time I do martial arts and even when I teach it, it's always trying to keep in mind that this is not a sport. There is, I don't do it. I, I fought as an amateur and yes, there's techniques that are meant for sports, but there's a lot of techniques that are meant for survival. They're meant if somebody's going to attack you. Yeah. And, but it's the mindset too many people now. And that's one of the things that pisses me off about martial arts gyms. Now they've been North American fight. Like we're, we're, it, they, they don't teach the mindset. They don't teach the reason for doing it. They almost teach it as a sport, as a way to lose weight, which it is, but that is not what it's meant for. It's a martial art. It is meant to Absolutely. learn how to defend yourself. How to defend yourself. And I think, so I was severely bullied growing up Yeah. up until my early twenties. Yeah. Um, I, you know, came into myself. I was, you know, weird, awkward, ugly duckling. And then like, you know, throughout time. Because oh, you're not anymore, right? You're not weird and awkward at all now. No, I'm all <laughs> of the I'm not ugly anymore. <laughs> at least to me. I, yeah. I love myself. Uh, <laughs> Just messing with you. That was too easy. That was way too easy. I really, I like said it. I was like, here. Mm. here the go. door was wide open. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I, I swear though, throughout like being like abusive relationships, all, the whole nine, the spiritual path, enlightenment, awakening, shadow work. I feel like I was built to last because of the mindset and the ideals that I was taught throughout martial arts in my life. Like, you know, you lose hey, it's okay. It's only you versus you. It's not yeah. you versus, versus you. So that mindset is what's helped me throughout anything in my life when I'm going through a breakup or having a devastation or something is happening. I'm like, all right, this is me versus me. Yeah. I need to set myself and, and work through it myself. Let's not find outward blame. Let's turn inward and sit with the discomfort. Because, right, there's discomfort in losing. I also fought. I fought in tournaments. So there's great discomfort in losing. And you want to be like, well, it was because, and then you're like, no, it, 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 it's just me and yeah. I could have, heard, but I did my best. So it, it just teaches you so many different life lessons that I don't think you realize how, how much it translates because when you're fighting and you're in a ring or you're on, you're on the mats, you can't lie. Like no. I could tell you, yeah, I'm a purple belt in jujitsu and I'll fucking sub anybody. That's a lie, but I could say it, but guess what? The truth will come out on a mat that that yeah. is not true you know what i mean absolutely um, you have to really face yourself and you have to really be in those fight or flight situations to see what your muscle memory is even doing so it, it's just there there's just so much discipline beyond and and to know how to defend yourself right like people say to me they're like you walk different like you like me personally like the girls that i train 
because I, I teach, you know, fighting, striking, and I teach my girls first and foremost. If you want to defend yourself, I want you to know how to fight first. I want you to go into a situation with your head fucking high and your, your back is straight because that, that alone may protect you. And what do I teach first? Elbow. Yeah. Grab the back of the head, grab the hair, grab whatever you can and just elbow until you can't elbow anymore. All right. Their face falls, grab work to clench knee elbows. Yeah. And, um, and just having that life skill that I know, like, especially through Krav Maga, like I, I learned, you know, you, you learn the short strikes. Yeah. And so it's just super empowering that like, I don't fear a lot. Of course there is an aspect to life where I'm a female and I'm five feet tall. So there is an aspect there of like, yeah, there are some things I probably can't defend myself in, but there's more that I can. The Most of the people, either way, the, um, the people you'll have problems defending yourself against is people like me. I'm 6'1", 200 pounds. That's, mm -hmm. That would cause problems because I have as much experience as you do. Yes. Those are not the but, type of people that attack you. Exactly. I was just going to say, for the most part, the person Those that's not, attacking yeah. you, they don't have any nope. fight experience. No. Nope. And they're looking for victims because I was bullied, heavily bullied as a kid too. And yeah. what's the difference between me at 15 years old and me at 25 years old? The confidence I gained through martial art. That's it. Yeah. There's no, I was not a victim anymore. That's it. That's the only difference. Yeah. The okay. mentality switch is incredible. I don't, I don't know that I could, I could talk about one thing that has influenced my life more than what martial arts has taught me. It's, it's there when you need it too. It, it's like your best friend that you, I don't know how to describe it. Like if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, I need to go train yeah. or I'll, I'll, I'll call my judo coach and I'll be like, Hey, listen, I just need to be the okay today. I need to be thrown today. Like I need yeah. to feel, I need to break ball. I need to just have an experience in my body because this is, this is my therapy. This is my safety. This is, it, it's just so healing. Like you, you know, understand what I'm saying. Somebody yep. that doesn't, is going to be like, she wants to be thrown around and thrown on a mat. What the fuck is wrong with her? It's like, no, it's what's right with me. I swear. It, it is. Uh, and the big, some of the nicest friendships I have are with people that I punch in the face to. Yeah. That most people will never understand. I see one of my buddies. I'm like, I cannot wait to punch in the face, bro. And to most people, that is not normal. Yeah, no. But that's the closest. How funny is it? You're in full mount. He's elbowing you in the face. You're tapping because you can't get out of it. And then you reset. There's nothing else to it. You're, yeah. he's, he's sitting on me and we're discussing techniques on how I can get out of it. Yeah. To most people, that is no. You can't have a sweaty man on top of you. But then mm -hmm. for us, it's just, it's a, it's a Wednesday night. Why not? Yeah, it's normal. Me, my my best friend Alina, she she definitely she has a lot of like size on me, and so she'll be in side control, holding that chest pressure, and I'll be like, all right, hold on, time out. Like like I'm 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 building up, and I'm like, all right, wait, time out. I'm like unapply. I'm like, so if I go like this, then this is fine, and if I go like that, I'm like, all right, give me one second, go back to the chest pressure, and then the next thing you know, I'm in a choke and I'm tapping, and then we go get dinner. Yeah. It's like, if you don't choke your friends, like what kind of friends do you have? 
And who are you going to choke? I know. And by the <laughs> way, if, uh, if you need hugs, you can simply get uh, a free hugs t-shirt and go walk in the city. People will hug you. Oh, I'm too much of a fucking empath for that. Don't touch me. Oh, uh, no. I don't like being touched. I, you know, I, I, I did, I, I do it. I, I think I've done it four times now this year. I just go to where there's a lot of people with signs and I hug people. I did it last weekend, actually. I did it on Saturday. <laughs> I would have to like sage, take a sage bath. And, like, Oh, it's okay. I just, there's ways to protect yourself against that, right? Um, I think for most people, for me, it's literally like what I'm born here to do. Like being a physical empath, being a medical intuitive, like an intuitive reader, I tune into the body to figure out where the trauma is. Yeah. And then from there, we figure out the trauma, the inner child, what wound we're talking about. And then from there, I'm able to, you know, heal people. The only time that my body shuts that shit off is when I'm rolling, but I'm in the moment. Why would my body be doing that anyway? Um, there have been times that I go to roll with somebody and then spirit will come through and I deliver a message and they start crying and they're like, Oh my God, thank you. And then we, you know, we roll it out anyway. Um, but for me, it's so physical for me. So I spent most of my life in and out of the doctor's office in and out of the hospital, um, having every symptom of a disease that I didn't actually have. So there was no, it, it was very scary for me. Like it created a lot of hypochondria growing up, like for no reason should I be, you know, I'm sleeping 18 hours a day and I, I'm having butterfly rash, which is a symptom of lupus only to realize my coworker has lupus. And I'm just like, is it contagious? No, it's not like it, it just, it was that stuff throughout my life. So, because if I touch somebody, I could hear inside their head. I could feel what's going on in their stomach. Um, I, I become them. <clears throat> My body can become whatever their body is. So in rolling in fight sports, I'm generally okay. But for the most part, I don't like strangers touching me. Okay, hold on. I got, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I got to fucking ask the question. That must be fucking weird making love to somebody if you can feel how they are. I know. Isn't it? Isn't it fucking yes. weird? Yes. 10 out of 10 weird. How do you, dating, like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. How do you deal with that? So I've been single for over a year now. I haven't went on any dates. I haven't found like, I won't even look at somebody unless they're vegan and it's slim pickings out here. Um, I don't know. It's like, I, I've had very successful, good relationships with people that just have an open line of communication with me yep. and it's easy, right? Like my ex-boyfriend, Jake, we were together for like about four years. It was very easy because we just, we were best friends and we just communicated everything. If I said, Hey, is this you right now? Like, does your left shoulder hurt? He'd be like, yeah, yeah, it hurts. But then the one after that, I would be like, Hey, are you feeling this? And at first it started off very, you know, good. And then it went into, no, no, but he became like very toxic. So he like kind of hated that people liked me. I, I, not to get into like my day, it's, I would feel things and know things and I would ask and he would shut me down to make me, to confuse my intuition when I knew I was dead on right. Yeah. Um, 
so there's been what I have, the, the gift that I have also, it, it, it's opened up the door for a lot of people to become abusive. But I also, you know, I come from abusive childhood, codependence, you know, there's a lot of things I've had to work through. Um, so it can confuse it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't even remember what it's like to have sex. So. I can't. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's been so long. Yeah. It's interesting that. um, I mean, the last guy that I saw, I was briefly dating somebody and he told me that I having sex with me was the most euphoric feeling he's ever had. So that was cool. So I got that. It's interesting to be able as an empath. To feel to, because you know, as you said, most people will hide who they are, especially if they know that you can feel them. Stop for years and years and years. I used to meet people, read them, and make them cry, and then I'd feel bad, and then I stop. Oh, for that completely stopped. Just started recently to do it again, but Mm -hmm. people are just not ready. I think it takes a lot of introspection work to be able to have somebody read you properly to actually get to experience who you are. Yes. And even hiding, I'm going to see it and feel it anyway. I'm just like, and I'm, I'm that good. Yeah. Like, um, there's a reason I'm booked until almost January. Yeah. Like there's, and I've been on TV. There's a reason. And this is all humble brags. I'm very proud of taking something that I thought was like going to ruin my life. And I turned it into something beautiful. Um, I've done really amazing things with it. And yeah, I'm very lucky I get to do it as a full-time career. Like very lucky. I do one reading a day because otherwise I'm capped out. One reading a day. And then I go train all night. I'm very lucky. It does destroy you huh? after you read. Completely tired. What? You're exhausted? It, 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 it definitely used to because I lacked energetic boundaries. Mm. Because I thought because I could I should yeah if I can help you and sit here for an additional hour with you then I should and now in those boundaries I've had to and not in a cool or cold way um but just you know this is this is I'm tapped out I'm done with when I start to feel my endocrine system my adrenals when I start to feel and I have my switch off I'm done and it's not rude or disrespectful it's just that's my boundary and I also am somebody, people would always be like, oh yeah, then read me. And I used to want to prove myself so much. Yeah. Would Now I say you could get on my waiting list. You could pay my rate and you can have a session with me in due time. Other than that, I could talk about 10,000 other things. I don't give a fuck what you believe in. Yeah. It's, I don't know how hard it is for you to approach that do you do you have issues talking about that with people that don't believe or do you don't you just don't approach the subject anymore i haven't had that in so many years oh really first came out of the the closet so to speak um and it was after a very destructive sociopathic relationship um with a very high profile tattooer so like the world watching me it was very it was very very hard and I kind of just was like, you know what? I don't think anybody can say worse to me about my gifts 
that this man has already done to me. So mm-hmm. who cares? You know, I'm built to last. And so I kind of came out of the closet. And, and that's when people were like, you know, there's no such thing. But then I dug deeper into the scientific aspect of all of it. And like really dove into like, for me, this stuff isn't witchy. For me, I, I don't, I don't really subscribe to a lot of, I have nothing but respect for it. But for me, it's literally just the science of vibration and energy and force. What'd you call and it? The- oh, Reiki? Is that what you're talking about? Reiki? Yeah, Reiki, Reiki, yeah. Reiki. Yeah. I do Reiki. I'm getting into into Reiki probably saved my life when my Reiki teacher found me because I was ready to unalive myself because I couldn't handle how much I felt anymore. And um, that definitely saved my life. But I don't, re- I don't do Reiki on people, really. I'd rather just read them. It's more productive. Um, sometimes I will do it to help pass energy in people because for their stagnant energy, uh, that's the block. And so I'll help move it along and pass it. I've definitely gotten way more into Qigong. Um, that is much more powerful and really fascinating all at once, like meridians and Chinese medicine, like super into all that. Like, you know, knowing if you carry trauma in your heart here, it's going to affect like your leg here. And that's where injury comes from sometimes because the meridian has stagnation in it. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to get super fucking nerdy in a sec. But that's fun. My body that's is fun. so fascinating, especially with the, the energetic aspect in all of it. And I've, you know, I've done readings now for God, like I've read thousands of people and every reading I discover something so new and so fascinating. But when I have somebody I mean, I think the last time a skeptical person, I was at a bar and someone was like, yeah, she's a medium. He's like, yeah, okay. And I looked at him and I was like, so when you were in Iraq and I was like, and I'm hearing all the guns and this, and you couldn't save your buddy, huh? And he just bursted out in tears. And he was like, thank you because you just restored my faith. Like, that's absolutely what happened. And he hugged me and he was like, thank you. He was like, I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I was just bitter because I couldn't believe what God could let that happen. And I'm like, dude, I know, I know. I was like, but please know your friend is here. Like he's here. He probably sent me here to do this. Um, he paid my bar tab, so that was nice. <laughs> what is your? That's going to be an interesting question. But since you're bringing it up, what do you think about? Because you brought in God. What do you think God is? I am a human living on this planet, so I can't tell you what it is. I can tell you my perception of it. I think anyone yeah. that thinks they know who God is, you're, I don't think any of us know what's going on up there. I've died. I've seen heaven. I've seen all this shit. I talked to the dead fluently. I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like we only know a fraction of what we're allowed to see. And the human brain is capable of so much more. And even us that are awoken and enlightened, we have even that much fraction of a little bit more. We have no idea. For me, God, whether it be a man in the sky or the highest vibrational force in the universe or just the name for something that is bigger than us, whatever it is, um, as long as I, I, I have nothing against religion, as long as it's used in a, in a nice, positive, non-harmful, fear-mongering way, um, I think for some people it gives them hope and faith and they need that. If they're just mm-hmm. praying to God church on a Sunday, what I, I think whatever makes somebody happy. Um, I do know I was raised Roman Catholic and it never made sense to me. I was kicked out of CCD because I, so I've been vegetarian most of my life because I've been a medium my whole life. So I saw the animal soul near the food and I would feel it get upset. So I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. So me, the animal lover I am, 
I was like, I don't understand how somebody built a giant fucking boat and put two of every animal on this boat and had enough food for them. And there's animals in different demographics. Some are prey animals, some are not prey animals, some are asexual, like what about seahorses? Where do we put the seahorse? And you know, I got kicked out for asking questions, but I think children should be encouraged to ask questions. I don't know. Um, but I do know in any sort of fear-based situation, I do pray to a God that I don't necessarily believe in as that. Um, but I do know because it's so instilled in my head. Like if I'm afraid, I'm like, God, please, God, please. So it's really just whatever it is. Yeah. Everything and nothing at the same time. Exactly. Because realistically we're here for a blip on the radar. I mean, we're vegan, so we're probably going to be here for a painfully long time. (laughs) (laughs) Painfully long time. Because you definitely don't look your age and I don't look mine. Yeah. It's one of those things that... I don't know. The men in my family, they don't last long. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. They don't last very long in my family. They all die from a heart attack in their 50s. So. Well, the good news is you're almost there. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. It's a good thing I'm not scared of dying. Oh, yeah. I've done it. You're fine. Oh it's i could walk you through it don't ruin the surprise okay the surprise doesn't need to be ruined it's um it's very freeing knowing that death is a reality it's gonna happen but it's only the shell that dies yeah what matters is still there no matter what so it's absolutely one of those things that does not worry me in the slightest yeah I got a question for you. I um, I was reading through some of the some of the stuff that you posted on uh, on your Instagram, and there's something that uh, that really talked to me. I'd like for you to explain it. I'm quoting you, and it's only a portion of it, but oh, you said a few days ago, "Self love comes in the form of darkness." I want you to explain that. So, hold on, let me. Uh... Fix your hair. Yeah. Gotta yeah. Give me work. a second. I'll do the same. Yeah. Give me a second. <laughs> your hair is gorgeous, by the way. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Huh? Ah, beautiful yeah. hair. Yeah, I could definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Run my fingers through it. Okay, so for me, I social media could be a very beautiful or very dark thing. Um, I mm-hmm. think it's how you use it, how you look at it, and really, it's none of my business what anybody chooses to do with it. Um, but. For me, when I left my ex-sociopath in 2013, I realized that there were not people talking about this stuff. So I started really diving into it and really talking about the real life stuff that I was enduring, the painful things, like everything that I was going through throughout my life. And I remember back in those dark times, people trying to force feed this bullshit into my head that I didn't love myself enough and that's why this happened. Mm-hmm. Or people telling me, if you don't have self-love, how is someone else going to come in and love you? And I'm a very smart person. I'm not smart when it comes to math. I can do numerology like a motherfucker. But I'm not smart when it comes to your basic human understanding. Yep. Very smart when it comes to channeling and the wheels turning of a different 
different type of intelligence, emotional intelligence, human intelligence. Mm-hmm. And um, so people saying that to me, I was like, no, my body, my intuition is like, and if I can't in here understand, my body will tell me. Like I, me and my nervous system are very good friends. And um, people saying to me, you have to forgive your abuser in order to heal. Really? You want me to forgive a man that held a gun in my fucking head? Isn't that the same acknowledgement of saying that I deserved it to happen? Isn't that the same notion that, oh, it should just be okay that he did this and I need to sit here and just like this? That's like the inner child thinking that they deserve the parents not parent them properly. No, absolutely fucking not. And that's when I didn't care that I was going to become a problem. I was going to become a fucking problem in the spiritual community because I was sick of being force fed this love and light bullshit that everything is love and everything is like, cause it's not shadow work is very real. And you need that shadow work to understand yourself because remember, like I just said, when I'm in fear, I'm going back to my primal instinct. I'm going to say, God, whatever the fuck God is, whatever my understanding is now, even as an adult, I'm still going back to whatever it was then. So you know, for me, it was just, you know, going back to that inner child where she was just sitting there and she was like, so is it, it like the same? Like, you know, I deserve this to happen because I was born. And then I was like, fuck no. So then I started realizing that anger was like the most amazing tool I ever had because I only left my ex-fiance because I got so fucking fed up with how he was how he was to the dog that we had, how he was to me, how he was to other people, um, how he was a fucking con artist, how he was a manipulator, how he was abusive, how he was, all of it. The anger is what made me leave. Anger protected me and saved me. So diving into that, is that not self-love? That I allowed that emotion, the emotion that's the, oh, you're not allowed to have this. Oh, you shouldn't be angry. Oh, da, 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 da. When I was little, I wasn't allowed to have a voice or opinion. I had a narcissistic mother that I I wasn't allowed. So I allowed an emotion that was taboo, scary to fucking come out. And that's what saved me. So I was like, wow, that self-love was in the allowance of me allowing that fucking, that shadow, that, that, that fighter in me. I allowed that person out. Because me, in like, even when I was younger, I wouldn't verbally be like, uh, don't fuck with me. But like, if a girl messed with me in high school or whatever, I would just say, okay, fight me then. Because on the mats or fighting, that's when I would allow whatever to come out. So I was taught that as a child. But what I was also taught in here was to not have an opinion, not have a voice, push yourself down, become whoever you need to be to feel safe. So for me throughout the years, and I've had plenty of wonderful, wonderful relationships with great people that did not teach me a whole lot of fucking bullshit um, and help me evolve. But I realized every time that I stood up for myself, every time that something terrible happened to me, whether it be being sexually assaulted, I knew if I couldn't fight someone off, you know what the highest form of self-love for me was there, whatever I fucking could to protect myself. So my protection came in the form of laying there. If I know somebody's dangerous, what am I going to do? Fight back? What are they going to do? I may wind up dead. You know what the safest option for me is? To just fucking lay there, let it happen, and fucking walk out of there. Because at the end of the day, for me in my life, and this is my mantra with fighting and teaching self-defense and doing all that, I'm going home. No matter what happens to me, I'm going home. 
So I realized too, when my ex-fiance became very fucking scary and I had to go into acting and I had to pretend that I was so obsessed with him again and so in love with him, that was self-love. Someone may look at it as, oh, what were you weak? Blah, blah, blah. No, I was protecting myself. And sometimes self-love comes in the only way we know how to protect ourselves. And so if you're taught as a child, all these horrible ways to protect yourself, but you're still doing it in, in, in a place of the most radical protection you can have for yourself, that is self-love. So we're not taught what self-love is. People want it to be this beautiful package of, I love myself. I'm amazing. Um, I won't put up with somebody doing this to me. And then, you know, that it's, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, People are like, oh, I won't put up with that, blah, 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 blah. But then it's also like, but sometimes when you put up with something, it's there for you to just understand it because it's a mirror for you. Not saying in abusive relationships, I'm saying just in day-to-day, like there maybe is not so much self-love and just discarding people that immediately are not perfect or they may have their own issue because that's you just running away from growth. So self-love comes in the form of some of the darkest things. Like self-love sometimes can come in the form of, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to live anymore, but I love my dog and I won't leave my dog. That mm-hmm. self-love is keeping you here another day until you want to fight for yourself. So for me, it's just, I've just always been into the darker emotions of the human spectrum because I think the darker emotions are the only things that ever saved me. It was never the bright stuff. My life was never bright and, and filled with light and filled with all this wonderful stuff. Now it is because I've created a life of that and I'm very happy and I'm very blessed, very fortunate. Um, but acknowledging the stuff that taboo to acknowledge, like I said, like, you know, and I'll say a trigger warning for anyone, turn this down. I was raped and my form of self-love was laying there, not fighting. Cause if I fought that person was dangerous, you know, what would have happened to me? I may not be here right now. I may be on some documentary on TV, wondering what the fuck happened to my body. So for me, self-love comes in the form of the darkest ways that we protect ourselves. Because at the end of the day, it's the only way we know how to protect ourselves until we're faced with something else to do the healing work, to have the acknowledgement, to face that shadow, to get to a healthier option. But until we have the healthier option, that is self-love. Are you, um, are you a fan of Carl Jung? Yes. Okay, that explains it. That explains a lot of what you're saying. I'm a big fan of Carl Jung, so I... I I totally understand. I believe that for me, pain is the greatest teacher. So prone. If you give me good things, I'm not going to grow. I'm going to no. be comfortable. And how are you going to know good things if you've never suffered? Exactly. I'm so grateful for every now. Yeah, then now you are. Well, yeah, yeah. I I've done the work too, and that's another thing I tell my clients. They're like, you know. I know that this will make me stronger. I'm like, but why do you need that? Why do you need to put a bandaid on something to make someone else comfortable? You're allowed to say right now, I am not fucking okay. And that's okay. And two things through at once. You can absolutely say everything's fucking horrible right now. I don't know how I'm alive. I don't know how I'm getting out of bed every day. Every like I'm in pain. This is the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Will I survive this? Yes. But for right now, I don't want to survive this. This sucks. But not only that, I think there's a step above that. Not only is you, you have to live through it, but not only that, but you should almost enjoy the pain. You should almost let it flow through you and see for what it is. This is one portion that people tend to 
to forget. They want the pain to go away. I'm more curious into why is the pain there and why yeah. is it even pain? Why is it hurting me in the first place? Yes. That's what to me I find interesting. And I, yep. I will let it. I will let it. No problem. Give me pain. I'll live through it. I'll see where it goes. I'm not yep. worried about that stuff anymore. But you have to be able to live through it. You have to be able to feel what it is to be in pain. You know, yeah. how one thing that Carl Jung always mentions is, well, I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson as well. You probably have heard the name. Um, he's a he's a union uh, psychologist, but he talks about how how can you truly be good if you do not understand the atrocities that you're capable of uh, committing. Yes. You're not good. You're just, you're a puppy. You have your, your, if you do not understand the violence that you're capable of producing, you're not dangerous. You're just nothing. You have to know both sides of what you are. I'm very good, but I also know that I'm capable of committing atrocious things. Yes. If you, If you try to hurt me, if you try to hurt my girlfriend, you try to hurt my family, you try to hurt my friends, I will do whatever is necessary. I'll deal with the consequences later. But I know that I'm like that. Yep. But I will I will walk away from a fight any chance I get. To I will say you're right. Absolutely, you're right. I'm wrong, even though you're wrong. No problem. No ego there. But I know deep down that if you put your hands on me, it will get to a place I don't necessarily want to go. Yeah. I, I have nothing to add. Same. <laughs> Only my subtract girlfriend for little sister. Same, same, right? Yeah. What would you say? Cause that is one thing I meditate a lot. And a lot of what I do comes from my meditation. Like I meditate every morning and I get the coolest ideas from meditation and What do you think right now is the biggest problem in the way we interact with each other in our society? What do you think is the biggest problem on an individual base, how we are as a person, how we interact with others? If you could name one thing, what would you think it would be? I would think people, I have to, I like to, um, digest what I hear and not just I'm not yep. a uh, I'm not a uh, listen to talker I'm yep. a yep. take it in. I I really think it, like in the like in human interaction with one another I a lot of people are so hard-pressed for approval or they're going yep. into thing with insecurity or self-doubt in themselves already that they're not giving somebody their authentic self they're, they're afraid to be their authentic self. And I think that, you know, we're not taught to be our authentic selves or you're either told you need more self-love or told, you know, you, you should be more confident and blah, 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 but then shamed for being confident. Like I've had people that have DM me and they're like, you're supposed to be a spiritual page. Why do you post pictures of yourself? And I'm like, cause I'm fucking hot. I'm young and I'm single. Like get off my fucking shit then. You know what I mean? Like, you're shamed for liking yourself. So I, I, I think in, in a lot of the interactions, people are not speaking from a place of who they genuinely are. They're, they're speaking for the approval. And a lot of people are just their inner child in the driver's seat in adult bodies with adult bills. 
and they're speaking from that person. And I've had to stop myself from that. I, I, and maybe I'm saying from my own perspective, because this has been an issue with me for a lot of my life. And, uh, you know, I'm coming out of it. I used to, people would say like, oh, she's too much or she's too outspoken or she's too honest. And I used to let that make me feel shame. So I was going to conversations with new people automatically feeling shame of my personality and wanting to dial myself down. And now I'm just like, I don't care if I'm too much for you. That's not my problem. I'm not too much in a way that is disrespectful or anything like that. I'm just an honest person. I don't know how to lie. Like when I'm at checkout and people are like, oh, how are you doing today? I can't, I physically don't know how to say, I'm good. How are you? If I'm not good, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's one of those days. Like, I don't not know how to be honest. And I think people struggle with honesty and they struggle with acceptance and they struggle with speaking mm. to approved of rather than speaking their truth. And I think that's why, possibly why, I can't say I think that's why, possibly why, you know, there's so much issue like with people and, and friendships and connections. And like that even goes back into like the representative stage when you're first entering a relationship and you're being whoever you want or whoever that person needs you to be so that they'll like you. You're, you're turning into their wants, their needs, not keeping your own identity, which it takes years upon years to understand that like no one wants a fucking me to her um, <laughs> and to stay, remain your own self. But I think people do that in interaction in life as well. Where it's like, and I even have people with me that are like, yeah, you know, I, I tried oat milk. It wasn't bad. Okay. Have you ever had oatmeal? You fucking weirdo. Like it, it, just that approval of like, okay, if you're not pe- like, I don't need, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yep. Cause I'll, I'll, I'll ramble until I think I've explained myself, but I feel like I've, I did it pretty well. <laughs> do you think there's a solution to that? I think everybody, and this is not an original quote by any means, but it is a huge belief of mine. I think everybody should have one thing in their life that has absolutely fucking destroyed them to their absolute most painful raw core that they have to completely rebuild from and see and face who they really are and Mm -hmm. to see, face true pain, to know that the opinions of others is just robbing you of the time you have on this earth to become the greatest version of yourself. I think well, everyone, should, everyone should find a way to be hurt. It's pain will hold a mirror to you and mm-hmm. there's no way there's no bullshit anymore. It is just you. I always say my favorite time and I miss it. I miss it so much. My favorite time was when I left my ex-fiance and it was a year of learning how to talk again, like learning how to go to bed again. I didn't have a bedtime anymore. I remember I went out with one of my friends and it was my first time going out since I'd left him. And I was still, you know, this fragile, like I had PTSD and, you know, I was still like running on like all this nervousness tension. And I laughed for the first time. I really truly laughed again and I didn't know that it was possible. And that was so magical to me. I thought I was broken. I thought that I was just dirty. No one was ever going to want to date me again. Cause I was already engaged. Like I was young, you know, I was 25. 
Um, that was my favorite time period, relearning who I was or learning who I was being in that much despair and that much pain because I knew I did not have the balls to fucking end it. So I knew what am I going to do? Build the pain is here. It's not going to go away. It's like a rock in my chest. It's a pit in my stomach. So let's walk with it and see where it takes us. And it took me here. Not only it's interesting what you say, because not only do people not know each other, they don't know themselves, should I say, sorry, but they never take the time throughout their life to continue finding out who they are. It's like they believe that they know at one point, but we're ever changing, right? The ways the way we see things is always, always changing. And it seems we don't take the time anymore to when's I, I like to ask that question to people. When's the last time you spent time alone? When's the last time you went rent a cabin, go in the middle of nowhere by yourself, no cell phone, no nothing. Spend time with yourself, see who you are. Yeah. I'm talking a weekend. I've been in the woods for a year and a half. Spent a lot of time with myself and I'm an extrovert. This is not easy for me to be by myself. But now I'm like, wow, I'm a 50-50 now. If I have to go out, I'm happy to do it. But I'm so happy to stay home too. Yep. I'm so happy to spend time by myself because I learned how to love that part of me. Yeah. I love spending time by myself. I love going out to eat by myself. I love trips by myself. I love hiking by myself, walking in the woods by myself. I run my bike. Jiu-jitsu by yourself is hard, though. It's not the same. (laughs) Unless I'm calling in some ghosts. Yeah. Some clients. Not the same. Not the same at all. Yeah. Listen, we I think we've been going for like 45 minutes now. Um I know people's attention span is not that long. So let me ask. Yeah, yeah. Well. It is what it is. Let me ask you this, though. I always ask the same question to anybody I ever talk to. So I'll ask you and we'll end it on this. If you had the chance to speak to your 14-year-old self, what would you tell her? I would say, Alex, things are going to get really fucking hard. It's going to be really hard. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. You'll get through it. And you're going to become the most amazing woman you've ever known in your life. You are going to become fucking incredible. I've given you no advice other than you will make it. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. I love inner child work. (laughs) That's beautiful though. That's a direct inner child meditation I've had. Yeah. Only little, little me. Do I go back and, you know, I'm like, this isn't your fault. You know, I, I do that, that deep, deep, like soul retrieval healing. But when it comes to teenage me, young 20 me, and I have these conversations, I wouldn't change a thing. I would not change a thing because as much as everything sucked, it was very painful. Look at what I did with the pain. So fucking cool. And all that pain just led me to not want animals to be in pain. So, you know, couldn't agree with you more. It's a, it's an exercise I wish most people 
would do honestly? Because I've asked that yeah. question to about 70 or 80 people in the past year and a half. And most of the time, I don't get a real answer. Yeah. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I feel it. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, that's a real answer. But too many people are, are um, how could I say they're over, they're, they're not really going deep onto. I recorded a video of me, what I would tell, what I tell myself. And I was crying. Like I'm, ta I'm talking to myself. I'm talking into the camera as in I'm talking to myself. Yeah. And it's one of the greatest experience I think people should do. I've meditated on that a lot, but talking to yourself as you're standing right there, that's a beautiful thing. So thank Absolutely. you for being honest. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for asking such a good, good, good question. That's when my life started fucking up is when I was 14. So I always have that in my, the back of my head that I wouldn't give my, myself advice either. My opinion is very similar to what you said. It's going to be yes. hard. You're going to fuck up a lot, but you know what? You'll be fine at the end, brother. It's all good. All good. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Just know how strong you are. And I, 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 I and I could cry saying this. Um, no, I'm definitely going to. I wish, yeah, I'm when you cry, <laughs> that's, that's the real emotional response. It's like, it means that you're feeling it. Your inner child yeah. is feeling it. I wish 14 year old me just knew how powerful she was. Yep. I wish every version of me knew how powerful she was. And it didn't take me until my late twenties, early thirties to really acknowledge how powerful I am, but I'm so grateful You know, I just wish that she wasn't robbed of whew, so many years of not believing she was worth it. But you weren't But robbed. You weren't fuck. robbed. But you weren't robbed because if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be there. Exactly. So it's that. You have to pay for you know? it. You, there, there's, um, there, there is a price to be liberated. Yeah. And the price is in pain. Yep, and having to really sit in it. You Makes have it to, but you have to. That's part of life. I couldn't imagine being somebody that didn't. You know, uh, one of my favorite saying, and I'm going to butcher it because I butcher it every time, but Carl Jung's always, well, Carl Jung used to say that in order for the branch of a tree to reach heaven, it roots needs to be planted in a hell. Amen. Listen, uh, you and I have to talk again. I think uh, I gotta, I think we need to do lives, you and I together, take people's question. That could be yep. very interesting. Um, but for now, it's time for me to go eat. <laughs> What are you eating? Uh, I've always eat the same thing. During the week, I'm so, I, I weigh my food, so I'm very careful. But it's always Satan, uh, lentil noodles, and salad, and popcorn and chocolate and fruits. I eat a lot. Same. <laughs> Same. I had lentil soup before this. Yeah. Before that, I made a really bomb Caesar salad, mostly nuts and seeds. I do a lot of, I try to eat mostly raw during the week. Yeah. But I think for dinner, fuck, man. I don't know. Those Gardein, is, like, nugget things. Isn't it tough for jujitsu either way? No, they, they, they had a whole reschedule thing. So uh, our 
our one instructor had to start at six yeah, and from six to seven 30. So I was like, you know what? This is a sign. I went so hard at open mat this weekend, like so fucking hard. My neck hurts. I had, wait, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. That was a toe. Like nice. It, it's a much Take the, bur- Take the break. Yeah. Yeah, gonna go for a bike ride and rollerblade and eat food and chill. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time because this was done earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) I love how that happens. We talk earlier in the afternoon and we're doing a podcast that night. I like it. I love it. I know. I posted something. I was like, yo, a guy tried literally, he was like, I don't have to be a vegan to love animals. And I said, the fuck you don't. I was like, dude, you love pets. You don't love animals. You can't say that you love this cow and then think that its throat should be slit. And he's like, yes, I can. No, you can't. He went vegan? Good on him. I didn't back down. Good. You're getting angry with me because I'm right. Oh, I could be shit. I can be an antagonistic little shit. What is he going to do? Hit me? Cool. I'll fucking kill you. I can see it that you're a little shit. I could totally see that. <laughs> I can totally, totally see it. I'm a Virgo with the Sagittarius rising. There is a lot of smart ass fire in there. Yeah, I can be an ass too. I understand. I'm sure you can. Yeah, I'm very good at it too, and I enjoy it. I'm an yeah. instigator. I like to join a conversation, create shit, and then go. <laughs> Let them fuck with it. I'm done. My work has been done. You drop the bomb and then do an Irish. That's it. Love that shit. Love that shit. Oh, that's wonderful. You are wonderful. I have my moments. (laughs) Well, on that note, thanks again. And we have to do it. We have to do it again. Yeah. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your bike ride. Enjoy your food. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. How the fuck do I get out of this?